With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This morning I was walking Daisy to the bus to go to camp. Okay. And I asked her if I could hold her hand walking across the street. Do you know what she said? No. No, Daddy. I'm a full-grown woman. <laughs> She's nine and one quarter? Nine and one quarter. She's a full-grown woman. You know what? Good for her. Someone wants to touch her. She says no. I support this. I agree. Although, just be careful crossing the street. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, I got something for you. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you what it is? I would love to know what it is. Jillian (laughs) Pensavale. Patrick Hines. (gasps) Banana. We're so, back. <laughs> oh my god! All right, tell them what happened. Let's explain why. All so right. we had to run a repeat episode because there were some one of us. You were sick, or you had like a voice issue. And we got stranded in Chicago. And then we it got was, stranded in Chicago, yes. and then I had a like I was away for a few days. Anyway, it just what the calendar wasn't working. Yeah. We needed to throw. A, we tried to get ahead so that when I was away, we could have a real episode. It yeah. didn't work out. No. Thank you. Everybody. It's always a nightmare. But anyway, so we put in a repeat episode that was like really really old. It, it was, was the, the Dirty, Dirty John, John episode. episode yeah. with our Which, by the way, I took two episodes and condensed it into one which was wild but it was really it was an old episode where we still say our names at the top of the app and that we had a special guest with us yes we well can (laughs) you hear her is that registering (laughs) patrick hazard (laughs) i brought her back she's beautiful she's radiating she's some people in the facebook group were so happy to hear the garbage bell and our our song that is really sweet it was so nice and i was like you know what we only stopped doing it because it started to feel performative and we just wanted to be ourselves the the bell specifically the singing i think we it was weird over the pandemic because we were during lockdown it was hard for i don't know why it's like everything else sounded great i don't know why we Listen, the, the I brought timing. the garbage bell back today for this app. We'll see what happens. She's sitting right next to you, so if I need her, I'm going to reach right over Please. there. Please. Look, her. before we jump in, can I say a couple with her things? consent, yes. So, fam, I, I'm coming to St. Paul with my book party show on September 15th. Remember when I banged my head and I had to go to the hospital? You, like, I had leave. extreme whiplash? I had extreme whiplash and we had to cancel <laughs> that show. Friday, September 15th, there's still some tickets left. Please come and see me. Obsessed Fest, October 20th to the 22nd yes. in Dallas. It's getting crazy. We've announced so many people. Tara Newell from the Dirty John. That's episode, right. Collier Landry from A Murder in Mansfield. Yep. We just announced Josh Hallmark from the True Crime Bullshit oh, podcast. Great. He's going to do a whole panel, a couple different panels on Israel Keys. Ooh, Janet Varney's coming too from Truth and Justice with Bob Ruff. Bob Ruff is also going to be there. Robbie, yep. Ellen and Joey, of course. Daisy and Amber and Maggie and everybody. Everyone's coming. It's going to be your Taylor Swift sing-along. Yeah. It's going to be karaoke. It's yep. going to be drag brunch. We're breaking the Guinness yeah. Book. Guinness Book of World Records is coming because we're breaking the record for two years in a row. Incredible. Also, Kevin and Rebecca, yes, writers on. of course. So, so many people. It's just a full weekend of making new friends and hanging out and seeing amazing true crime panels, amazing conversations, fun. Oh, the garbage ball on Saturday night. Yeah, people Fam, are very confused about this. It's evolving. Here's what I keep <laughs> here's what I'm saying. It's happening right after the TCO live show. It's across the hall in the main stage. They're gonna clear out all the seats. We're gonna do like a it's gonna be like a video bar. Imagine like the funnest night at like your funnest downtown gay bar. Oh. It's gonna be like 
like Beyonce videos and Lady Gaga videos oh, and music and dancing and there's going to be a bar. Oh. It's going to be really fun. You don't need to wear a ball gown unless you want to. I was going to gonna say, people are very concerned about the dress yeah. code. So I guess I'll, I'll be wearing whatever I wear to the live show. Yes, and me too. And then okay. like, if you want to wear a gown, do it. If you want to not wear a gown, wear sweatpants, don't. please do so. <laughs> Honestly. Do whatever you want to do. Tickets are at ObsessedFest.com. Come and join us. You will not be sorry. It's going to be very fun. Yeah. All right. What are we talking about today? <sighs> Sherry Papini. Lies, lies, and more lies. I don't know if people can hear it. It's so quiet. I think quiet. they can hear it. You, okay. you have the look on your face, though. <laughs> I need I'm people sorry. to know. We should say, like, yeah, yeah. until further notice, Patrick has the bell. <laughs> yes, that's me. Right. So. If you want it, Sienna, <laughs> now I'm going to reach right exactly. over and grab her. With, again, with her consent. <laughs> yes, of course. Hello, can I help you? Uh, yeah, so uh, I just got home from work, and uh, my wife wasn't there, which is unusual, and my kids should have been there by now for, like, daycare. The missing mother of two, Sherry Papini, went for a run and she didn't come home. The community of Redding, California is still very much on edge. So I was like, oh, maybe she went on a walk. Um, I couldn't find her, so I called the, the daycare to see what time she picked up the kids. The kids were never picked up. Police in California are working around the clock to get to the bottom of an alleged kidnapping. So I'm like totally freaking out, thinking like somebody okay, like what's her? grabbed her. Several experts tell us that this has all the telltale signs of human trafficking. Until we identify the suspects, the public should remain cautious. So we get this insane on-screen text. It says, November 2nd, 2016, Sherry Papini disappears. Right. 22 days later, she suddenly reappeared with a story of abduction and torture. On Thanksgiving morning. Thanksgiving morning, which is my favorite holiday, by the way. Mm -hmm. It took years to uncover the shocking truth. For more than four years, investigators carefully documented their investigation, including their interviews with Sherry. In September 2022, that footage was released. Most of it has never been seen or heard publicly until now. This shit is bananas. Yeah. So the entire story is bullshit. Yeah. And it all came out four years later. So we're now, with all of this footage, going to go back and see how they uncovered that it was all a lie. Exactly. We start with a 911 call. Like we always do. Of course. It's Keith, the husband. He just got home from work. His wife, Sherry, is missing. This poor son of a bitch. Uh, this guy. He, like, he works for the geek squad. Like He just wants or to- Or the computer squad, <laughs> as one. One of the cops says, the computer squad, the geek, the geek, the, the, guys, geek, the, the, geek, geek the geek people. He's really cute, unless he's garbage. I don't know, but he's he seems like such a sweet guy, and he didn't deserve this. I mean, so he gets home from work. His wife, Sherry, you are is not missing. ready to declare him a nice, sweet guy. I've been burned too many times before. I know, I know, Sherry Papini is a piece of shit. There you go, as proven. I'm. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot this episode. If you say that now, your hand's going to start hurting. I know. I've never really been in charge of it before. It was always your thing. I wasn't in charge of it. You handed it to me. <laughs> one day. One day. I love having it back, though. Maybe we should each get our own. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, my God. Let's see how this goes. Let's, let's give it a this test. This is friend. also, like, not the best episode because she's such <laughs> fucking trash. It's so easy. Like, there's no... <laughs> It's like the, we right. brought it back for West of Memphis <laughs> totally. for a reason because we knew it was going to be just chock full of dings. Jillian Pensavale. Patrick Hines. Ba-na-na. So he can sense something's wrong. The kids aren't home from daycare. His wife's not he, home. Well, he calls the daycare. The kids have never been picked up. His, his wife isn't there. He does the find my phone thing. Yeah. So I hit like the find my phone app thing. It showed her phone like at our end of our driveway. Her, I found her phone and it's got like hair ripped out of it, like in the headphones. So I'm like totally freaking out thinking like somebody yeah, like what's her? grabbed her. It's not just her earbuds. It's clumps of hair wrapped around like her 
headphones. In the reenactment, it's not her ear because it's the wired headphones. Right. Yes. But in the in the reenactment, it's like clearly hair from like a blonde wig. It looks like plastic. That's fine. Well, <laughs> I'm assuming the budget on these things aren't huge. I mean, you know what and I they mean? had to make it quick. Totally. They had to be the first one. But we learn like this has all the signs of human trafficking. That is just so awful because that's a real fucking like the, the, there are so many things that this terrible person leans into of to make people believe her story and like human trafficking is a real thing and it's a real fucking problem. Right. And that's why like I just resent so much of this. Yeah. So we f- this is all like a coming up on or next time or whatever. It goes on forever. But finally we start and we meet Kelly Som. She's yeah. a, a an anchor reporter on the local news and the local news gets an email from a family friend yeah. saying Sherry Papini has been abducted. She went out for a run and she never came back. And this woman says like we get emails like this all the time so it wasn't like too out of the blue but then all of a sudden we were getting inundated with emails. Well because of a little thing called the missing white woman syndrome. Yes. Uh, it was yes. all over social media and that's a real term. Don't come for me. That's a real yes. thing. You can look it up. And, I mean Sherry Papini is the quintessential missing white woman. She's thin, pretty, blonde, young, like, the whole thing. come on. The, the kids and like the perfect Instagram and life we and we'll get into that. point out that like everybody should be looking. We're not saying don't look for missing white We're people. just saying this is what the syndrome is. Correct. Come on. And she's full of shit so I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want about her. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Girl, Wild Grain is a sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the Mm -hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. I'm a baguette and I, we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds and you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, I swear. Yesterday, (laughs) Mike was just like, I'm a little, like a snack he wanted was the last sourdough baguette we had and I'm like, we have to order more because Uh, I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully cut Customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Out. So friends and family are saying Sherry was a devoted wife and mother. She loved her family. She loved her kids. Yep. And this is where we meet podcaster Abby. She's the host of the Hoax podcast. Yes. Which is a podcast about this case. Correct. Specifically. And so Abby is saying Sherry used to work in telecommunications, but she ultimately decided to leave work and stay at home and raise their two children. They're a working class family. Keith works at Best Buy. He was uh, part of the computer squad there, the geek squad. It looked like Sherry had a great life. This is where we learned that Keith worked at the Geek Squad. I yeah. love it. You know I love a nerd. I love it. Yeah. And like... The Geek Squad has saved my life on a handful of occasions. Yeah. They can recover anything. But they can also like set something up for you. Like oh, if you buy right. a TV, yeah. they can come and just <laughs> do, do, do it. Totally. That's what we have Mike for, I would imagine though. Like, I My like, Mike? Yeah. Is he not a TV setter upper? <laughs> no. Oh, no. I do all of that. <gasps> you do? Oh, God. I love you Now I'm a misogynist. So much, oh, Mike, God But I, I, I do all the internet. I set up everything. All right. 
I'm just saying. I take it back. What, you want to ding me? Gar- no, it's a garbage bill for me for assuming oh. that Mike <laughs> let the man do the work. No, I do all of that. But, like, everything was great, right? Like, they had everything on social media. They had this amazing life. Let me tell you something. Social yep. media is a lie. The internet is a lie. Like, this is all bullshit. Yes. So the, now we meet FBI Scott. <laughs> Scott's like, uh, yes, it was the missing white woman syndrome. Right. Yes, that's absolutely why we cared about her more. She was pretty and thin. I know. So Scott is saying that, but they were also involved from the very beginning, which yes. is wild. Uh, maybe because they thought it was a sex trafficking case and they thought she was, like, across state lines or something. But the FBI was involved right from the get-go. Yeah, because Scott's like, no, that's exactly why. Like the he's he's admitting like the syndrome is yes. why they were involved so fast. Totally, and you know they, they say that when people go missing, it's usually like the spouse or the partner or whatever. So they have to look at Keith right away. We see Keith's interview. One of the reasons I think documentaries like this get made is because we have all of the interrogation. We footage. have a lot of it. They sit him down. He's very cooperative. He wants himself ruled out quickly. He's a nervous wreck. He's a nervous fucking wreck. But he says he's like. I mean, for my, I think it's ridiculous. But then I stop and I go, no, there's crazy people out there, and it ends up being the husband. We're giving her like some chemical to, uh, you know, Sherry watches these, like, shows on yeah, TV. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know it. My wife, you know, she watches all those true crime shows. And this is where we learn that Sherry is obsessed with true crime TV shows. Right. But what it's not just true crime shows. It's like one specific case. And yes. we'll get into that. Yeah. So Sherry's cell phone, we go through the cell phone because it was left there, right? So, yeah, But that's also a thing that's so insane. And somebody says it at some point, and I'll just say it now. Like, Sherry was very calculated, like ripping out the pieces of the clumps of her right. hair to leave clues. She was trying to leave her phone behind to have a reason to have left it there so that she wouldn't have it on her so they could track her. Right. You know? what I mean? Obviously. So fucking calculated. Right? Who so, is going to be like, the, my one lifeline to the outside world, let me leave it right here. Yeah, with a clue with my hair. We'll get into that because that sounds confusing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on Sherry's cell phone, there are like really angry texts between Sherry and Keith. Like, yeah. they were kind of going through a rough patch pretty recently, so lots of arguments. And the cops confront Keith and he's like, yeah, we were fighting and like, when she gets mad, she threatens to take the kids and leave me. And I'm yeah. like, alright, pull over everybody. I know. That's not cool. Don't, no. like, that's a that's fighting badly like don't do that to your person that's super manipulative it's not fighting fair and Keith is also saying like I don't like confrontation so like he walks away from these kinds of fights but like she knows that he doesn't like confrontation Uh because he says like she does that because she knows I hate it and she knows I'm not gonna fight back I'm like oh so she's a real fucking piece of work and it's just like I know that I'm like no marriage counselor or whatever but like if you're having those kinds of toxic fights work it out or or find yourself another situation yeah just like learn how to fight better yes you know there is such a thing as like oh we fight well oh yeah it's you called know? communication. Oh, is that? Okay, great. You know what I mean? Perfect. But they give Keith a polygraph. He's very cooperative. Everything that he says checks out. So, like, within the first five minutes of this thing, we know it's not Keith. Right. Not like we give a shit what a polygraph says, but Keith checks right. out. Keith, <laughs> Keith, Keith did not do this. We know that for a fact. The podcaster's like, there's something really innocent in a way about Keith. You see him in interviews with law enforcement, kind of making jokes and having a little bit of this aw shucks, folksy personality. It really makes you think that he's just he's just a regular guy. He's all shucksy. He he's folksy. Shucks. He he's so folksy that the mayor's like, get on up here. And, <laughs> and allows, Mayor Missy? Mayor Missy MacArthur, yeah. former mayor of Reading, California, <laughs> lets Keith make a plea during a town meeting. Missy can't get through the introduction of Keith without tearing up. I know. Because because when this happens, it's fucking terrifying. Yes. This is fake, but this is why this is so dangerous because everyone is wasting their time yeah. on Sherry fucking Papini right. when there are real victims of this. 100%. And, like, the community is immediately mobilized. They search parties. Everyone's donating money. Anything anybody can do to help, they're doing. Right. And now 
There's a lot more information coming from Sherry's phone because they, of course, did not have that perfect life. No, and they see that, like, they're finding lots of different texts with men, like, sexy texts going back years and years. She's also texting with men but hiding them under women's names. My question was, like, how did they figure that out? Oh, I guess because they're, like, sexy texts and they're like, wait, is she a lesbian? (laughs) Maybe. She's, like, like, sexting with, like, Pamela. Yeah, I guess they called (laughs) Jen and realized it was Chad or Jake. It was Ken. It was Ken. It, it was, was Ken. Was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I don't I, know how they figured that out. The 10 pretty, minutes, pretty easily, I think. The 10 minutes when they were confused about why she was sex texting with Marianne, I think, were, were an interesting 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think they just called Marianne. Totally. And they're like, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> What's what's happening? What's going on there? We see the cops tell Keith that it looks like she had plans to leave him. Yeah. And he just like drops his head down to the desk. Right. And this guy is Donovan Miski and Sherry had been texting him for five years. Years. And it's funny, like, they interview this guy. Five years! I know, I know. To have, like, a secret. But we hear this Donovan Miski's interview with the cops, and he's like, yeah, she she was like, I have a restaurant. She was in town on business by herself. They she was a- in for a conference. Uh-huh. And I'm like, mm. But, like, this guy is saying... She has a great disregard and a great fear of her husband. Okay. She states that he's violent, he's abusive, who keeps her locked away at the house, doesn't allow her to leave... She doesn't love him. She's just planting those seeds against I'm like, Keith. It's, is she making it up or is there stuff we don't know? No, because someone says they checked out all these accusations and nothing came of it. Like Keith wasn't any of those things. Yeah. It's just something that she, like the thing is with Sherry Papini, it's not that fucking serious. Uh-huh. These men are just falling for it. Uh-huh. She's not a mastermind. She's not that smart. She just like, these men are just falling for it. Yeah. It's really that simple. A hundred percent. So she's planting these seeds. She's like, you know, this damsel in distress and needs to be saved. And she's so scared and he's violent. He keeps her locked in the house. Like, no, he doesn't. Right. And they say to this guy, Dominic or whatever, like, do you know where, like, you guys have been texting for five years. Do you know where she is? Yeah. And he says no. No. And like, that's it. Like, people are just good actors at this. Like, this, yep. this like, I know it might seem like that's so crazy, but like this shit happens all the time. I guess. Like people just like trick other people. Like it's just to me, it's like, oh God, it's happened again. And now we have to watch about it on Peacock. Like people are just. I know. know? I know. So the cops tell us straight up that like we get this round robin of Sherry's friends being like, she kind of sucks. Like she was a nightmare. All of her friends are like very freely telling the cops. She makes things up. She invents things. We hear old boyfriends who are like, we dated for like two weeks and then she got scary. Yeah. She's like dramatic. She's a liar. She loves attention. She's manipulative. Why are you all friends with her? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because like she tricks people. Uh Uh-huh. Someone says she was very attention hungry. She constantly told stories and trying to get people's attention. Sherry was really good at um, creating different realities for people so that they would see what she wanted them to see. She's really good at creating different realities for people so they'd see what she wanted them to see. Totally. And like... That's 101. That's like abuser, manipulator 101. You know, like it's scary when people are like that because they they believe it all. I don't you know understand what I mean? it either. It's like it takes so much energy to like to 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 form all of those narratives and keep right. up with all the lies. Like, but well, just go out there and live and your just life. Just live your fucking life. You and have it's this like cute dorky husband who fixes computers right. and TV is not like and, your husband. And- <laughs> Mike, I love you. Mike, 
does other things around the house. Um, So, yeah, but like, that's it. That she curates her Instagram. Yeah. Right? That she's this lovely, perfect person. Like, she's not some saint. She's not what you think. She's an actress. Hashtag justice for those of us who curate their Instagram. You know what I mean? Do you think my life is is all cute? I don't even like the dog. It's every picture is my dog. (laughs) His name is Golden and I love him. There's curated uh-huh. if you're handsome people and you just want to keep up the handsomeness. Yeah. And then there's like, my life is a nightmare. I'm cheating on my husband. Totally. I'm a manipulative <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. Curating. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? She's doing like, look at the sparkly things over here and don't look at the fact that I'm a living, breathing nightmare. And everyone in my life seems to know it. It's true. Except it's true. for my dorky, derpy husband. Who's I love a sweetheart, him. He I just hope. wants to fix computers. Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm going to shut the I'm going to shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box. Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like, signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little, hum-. like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh, I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully cut Customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Out. So she's been missing for 22 days. The community is also living in the fear. Comu- you want to say computer again? The community. <laughs> the community is. I'm just- sorry. That is such a trope. We have to stop doing that, like as podcasters, because it's a meme now. It's what? like, oh, someone mispronounces something. And you have to like jump all over it. It's like a meme on TikTok now. I take it back. Right? I strike it from the record. Oh, I'm never God. doing it again. But no, the community is living in fear. That, like there's a kidnapper on the fucking loose. Right. So she's been missing for 22 days. Then on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving morning, we get more 911 calls. Sherry, Papini, oh my God. This 911 call is one for the fucking ages. Hi, I have an emergency. There's a lady on the side of the road needing help. What's wrong with her? Ask her what's wrong with her. You're chained up. She's chained up? She's chained up. Her vision's blurry and she needs an ambulance. She's been found on the side of the highway. She's wearing chains. She's screaming for her husband, Keith. And I have to say, like, I'm giving her no credit, but she's pretty. I mean, there's a hysterical abducted woman on the side of the road. Okay, if this were me and I knew that I had made. Now, Sherry Papini knows she's got to give the performance of a lifetime. Of course. You know what I mean? Because, like, otherwise, it's all over. This is the ultimate. And then she's got to keep up the performance forever. But this is. They take her to the hospital. You hear the nurse talking to her. Like, this woman has been found shattered. 
shackled to a chain around her waist. Right. Her hair's been chopped off. She's bruised. Her nose is broken. She's got burns on her body. She has a brand. She's been fucking branded. With the word Exodus. Yes. I mean, like, like it is so horrific. How could you not believe everything she's saying? Right. So we're at the first interview with Sherry at the hospital, like the first police interview. And we don't see it, but we hear it. And it is. It, it is. <laughs> first of all, the cops do that thing where they say knock, knock instead of just knocking. <laughs> Which seems yeah. like a very corporate move. Hey, yeah. knock, knock. Hey, knock, knock. Hey, everyone. Did you get that memo? <laughs> like, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they, they come in and like, and she won't talk to them. And if you believe what she's telling you, you're on her side. Well, because what she says is the cops want to talk to her before she sees her husband, Keith. And now Sherry's a liar. Totally yes. full stop liar. But she's saying things that are true here. Yeah. She's saying things like, I don't know anyone. I haven't seen anyone that I know. I don't trust you. I just want to see my husband. I just want to. And it's heartbreaking because like you think of the women who have actually been yes. through that, yes. who are sitting here alone in a very sterile environment. It's and like, we're going to learn eventually that that her story is that her captors told her she was being purchased for a cop. Right. So, so like, why would she believe and trust them and, and feel comfortable? Someone, you know, her captors said to her, like, they all think you ran away. No one's going to believe you because right. it's a cop. Like, But, like, when things really happen yeah. and someone is sitting in a hospital bed that's like that those fluorescent lights yeah. and, like, no warmth at all and everything's very technical and you just want to see someone you know, like, yeah. that shit is real and she's using that. I know. And you, it, it's kind of wondrous that we have this on at least audio because you, you wouldn't believe it if you weren't hearing it. Like I know. that nurse went home and told her person that night, like this lady came in and you're never going to, and the the person she told it to was like, I, it wasn't as dramatic as you're making it sound. If she, it, yeah, if you weren't there, a hundred percent. But as always, Sherry gets what she wants. Having a family member participate in an interview is not standard procedure for police investigations, but they didn't have a lot of options. She was not going to, to talk to them, but she was willing to talk to Keith. Keith participates in the police interview, which is incredibly rare. They are so taken aback by her behavior that they have to break protocol and get her husband. And now... I think she did this because she knew Keith would never question her. Like, yes. Keith was a safety net. So there's yes. no way he'd push back in this interview. The guy works at the Geek Squad. He's like, not questioning her. And he also loves her yes. for the time being. And right. so, <laughs> like, he, of course, like, he's a protector. So yeah. I'm sure if I was, like, if I came home from the side of the road and the cops were, like, not believing me, Mike would say, then this interview is fucking over. 100%. Like, don't talk to her that and way. Because, she, like, her body is bruised and battered and right. burned and, and branded. branded. Like, we see the pictures of it. It like the burn looks worse than the brand. Yeah. The burn looks like somebody held a cigarette to her arm for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened. Oh my God. Uh, she did it, everyone. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just spoiler. So here's what Sherry says in that interview. She was out for a run. Yeah. A dark colored SUV approached and two Latin women forced her into the car at gunpoint. One is older. One is younger. They yeah. mostly only spoke Spanish. They drove for a long time. She doesn't know how long, so don't ask she her. She lost time. She was in and out of consciousness. Which, like, of course, would make sense. She, One of them had a gun. Did you say that? Uh, no, but let's say it now. Yeah. Yeah. Then they had something over her face. They wrapped around her. And so now we, this is where we meet Liz Thompson, who's a retired homicide detective and yeah. NBC News analyst. She hates Sherry Papini more than anyone. It, more than you. Liz yeah. has no time for any of her shit. Liz kind of can't believe she's sitting down to talk oh, about this no. asshole again. But she wants to get the story out. Liz is awesome. She hates Sherry. Do you know what Liz wants to do? Garbage <laughs> She does. She Walk through the garbage bill for Sherry. Liz is like, oh shit, was that an option? She's calling up the NBC news desk. Hey, do I have an idea for you? 
<laughs> so, like everyone watching it, like while they're cooking dinner, is gonna yeah. like think their TV is broken or their uh, iPads all broken. All our new listeners who like joined us since after a year and a half ago or whatever the last time we used to garbage, are like, "What are you talking about?" Who haven't about? like gone back yeah. and listened? But Sherry says that like when she was in the car, she overheard that she was gonna be sold to a cop. And like now, Liz, the cop is here to be like. She's walking some tricky ground because, yeah. like, we know she's lying. Yes. Like, normally we'd be so angry that she was being discussed in the way that she's being discussed, but we know that she's lying. Yes. So Liz says, Her conversation with Keith, I wouldn't even describe it as a story. It was more just kind of throwing out little bits and pieces. So she kind of would give a little bit of information, but she'd also give, like, why she couldn't remember. She's talking a lot, but she's not giving any information. Like, she doesn't tell a story. Yeah. She would give some little details here and there, but then talk a lot about why she can't remember anything. Yeah, yeah. So she's, but she's talking also talking about, like, the brutality of these women. She's like, they weren't supposed to hurt me, but the big one liked to punch me and hit me. Right. And I'm like, wait, well, that's weird. I thought they only spoke Spanish, and now they're telling you the story about how you're going to be sold to a cop exactly. and no one will care and no one yep. will find you. And then she was branded with the word Exodus because that's what the cop wanted. So my question is like, why did the cop wait for 22 days? Uh-huh. Why Why were you held for 22 days? These yeah. women took you. These two women took you. You didn't see anybody else for 22 days. The cop who purchased you doesn't want you anymore, and then they just throw you on the side. Like, none uh-huh. of this doesn't make sense. Yep. And, and this is when she, like, sort of gives more detail about the abduction itself. She says, when she was confronted by these two women, she crouched down. She put her phone by the side of the road with her earbuds, snatched the hair out of her head, wrapped it around the earbuds, and left it there for Keith to find. Once again, she's giving a reason for not having her phone on her so she couldn't be tracked. And she's like, I knew you'd find it. I knew you'd know. And I'm like, weird way to fight or flight, but okay. And it's also overkill. It's her saying, don't question why I did this. Don't ask me why I did this. And then she starts apologizing. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And now, like, our experts think it's really weird. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) maybe I've been, like, brainwashed by the patriarchy. But I don't. Brainwashed by the patriarchy, the Jillian Pensavalli story. Like, I don't know if it's that out of character for a woman to be apologizing for, like, causing all this trouble. Well, especially when we don't know the dynamics in their relationship. You know what I mean? Like, all jokes aside, I don't know if I wouldn't be like, I'm really sorry I'm wasting everyone's time. Like, I'm here now. It's fine. Uh I just uh don't think Uh a woman apologizing for something horrible happening to her is that off-brand. Oh, my God. That's the world. You're telling me that's the world we live in. And that's... So, like, I... She's lying. And, like, it's definitely over the top. But, like, if some real scenario happened and some woman was apologizing, I would start crying and my heart would break because I'd be like, of course she is. Uh-huh. So, Sherry Papini, piece of shit. Yes. Brainwashed by the patriarchy. Yeah. Keep that bell going for the patriarchy. Keep it going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck the patriarchy. Keep that bell going for the patriarchy. Where's the bumper sticker? Don't stop. I know. It's the fucking patriarchy. I'm, don't stop digging that until we really burn it down. Don't, my hand does hurt, by the way. I told you. I She's great, but like if there was one where it's that the, what do you even, the, the thing that you press? The, the, the bell topper. The bell topper. The, the topper. The topper mm-hmm. is small and like metal. Yeah. It needs to be a little wider. Can someone make us a custom garbage bell with like a, a comfy topper? What's one of those things that people have on the backs of their phones? We Oh, yeah. The, those rubber things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would be Remember good. Remember at one time we talked about getting a cowbell? So uh, we uh, no, you shake. talked about it and I <laughs> shut that shit down immediately. We, did. we wanted like, and then we were like, well, garbage, we need something for the heroes. And then for 
five seconds we had the hero harp. <laughs> and then I was like, "This we're not going to do a Z Morning Zoo radio show. Oh, my God. Like, this we're is not doing taking that. me right back. This is such a time machine. I know. We also learned that Sherry was down to 87 pounds. That's how much weight she lost in, quote, captivity. And she was already very petite. Yes. And remember Mayor Missy, the one that was crying when, when Keith made the statement? Of course. She used to work in an ER. They go over to Missy's house and she's like, look, I know what PTSD is mm-hmm. and this girl has it. Right. So, like, Missy was, I was like, did she study the, the symptoms of PTSD or something? Like, she must have. I mean, even me watching it, knowing it's fake, I'm like, I would believe this. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Like, that's how manipulative she is. Yes. Ding. So, so. Oh, I haven't done one yet. <gasps> that was an authentic GP garbage bell moment. Oh, oh my God. Hey, girl. There hey she girl. is. Oh, cutie. Girl, Wild Grain is the sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box. Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like, signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little, hum-. like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh, I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully cut Customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Out. It's November 28, 2016. It's Sherry's first videotaped interview with law enforcement. It's this, at her house. This is a real piece of work. Yeah. So she's sitting very tightly with her yeah. knees up to her chest. And you now, like, watching it, I've now watched it three times because right. we were supposed to record this weeks ago. Yes. Uh, she, it looks very choreographed. Well, now remember... She was told a cop was going to buy her. Yes. And so now she has to trust these two cops and Uh she's going to lean into this. So she says also like more true things. Like if this was real, her saying like, how can I trust you? Like, how do I know you're really here to help me? Like though that sentiment is true. But this is where I'm like, she's really not that good an actress Uh at all. Because like, and also cops are never your friends ever. So Uh that's just like, that's a very true thing. So there's like a lot of casual chatting. It starts very casually. And she's been home for a few, she came home Thanksgiving morning and now yeah. it's the 28th. And she does this thing where she's like, you know, there was a lot of other things. And I know that you guys know about everything. Yeah. That's embarrassing and well, yucky and that's weird for me. That's weird for me. And I know that yeah. you know like everything. 
nothing yes. about everything. Oh my God, that is like a perfect reenactment. And she's like, and that's like yucky to me. Yes. And yes. she's, and I'm like, oh, like immediately I think the cops clock that and they're like, this, something's happening Well, here. because no, I don't want to like, I'm not saying anything about anything, but that to me implied some sort of like sexual violation had happened to her. Right. But it, she was abducted by two women who didn't sexually violate her and then she was like let go. So I don't know what she's trying to say Right. With that. And like they know everything, but like they only know what you told them. Right. So it's not like they have... Exactly. Like, it's weird, but everything about yes, everything. I know, it's that really stood strange. out to me, too, for sure. And, like, that's yucky. And I'm like, what's yucky about? Like, what are you talking? Like, And then she also says that it would be easier for her to tell her story if she could do it with her eyes closed. Yeah, and, like, sometimes it is, yeah. but this, it's convenient now. Later, when they revisit this, one of, the, one of our analysts is saying, it's easier to tell a lie when you're not looking somebody in the eye. Right. You know? Right. And, like, certain things, like, I break eye contact a, a lot. It might yes. be because I learned this term, like, neurospicy, like, neuro neurodivergent or whatever but like yeah like neurodivergent or something would you like that mild or neurospicy <laughs> neurospicy baby all day <laughs> I did a little shimmy uh, I keep forgetting we're not like on always on video how is this not a talk show I, we don't I don't understand <laughs> but I break eye contact a lot in yeah. conversations and stuff so normally that's but the thing it, that's so shitty about this it's like yes. normally yes. we'd be like well that's not always the case but because we know she's lying but also like it, it, she would have done that naturally if she was telling the truth. She wouldn't have been like, is it okay if I don't look at you when I tell yes, the story? You know what I mean? she would just be yes. yes. So she also admits that she loves true crime. Uh-huh. She watches all the oxygen shows. She probably listens to True Crime Obsessed. Not anymore. Bye, Sherry. Bye. Um, <laughs> no, take her back. Um, and, and she's like, before all of this, I watched those shows. I watched those shows and I, you know, and I've read Elizabeth Smart's book. She's admitting to having an interest in true crime shows. She's almost dropping clues about what's really going on. Oh, I've read Elizabeth Smart's book. Have you read it? It's excellent. I'm sorry. One more time. She has probably listened to this podcast. Maybe. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> but anyway, yes, she she's she read Elizabeth Smart's book. Yeah. She can recite it word for word. And she's about to. Yeah. So she explains this is when Sherry Papini explains what happened that morning. Yeah. She's there she is stretching on the porch about to go for a run. The way she always does. The way she always does. A car drives by the house and then immediately backs up and Sherry goes, "Huh, that's weird." But then immediately walks, walks right towards over the car. <laughs> that's she walks over to the weird car. Yeah. And then that's when she saw the quote small revolver and yeah. then she was forced to get into the car at gunpoint that the car that she walked up to voluntarily. After taking her earbuds and iPhone out and pulling chunks of her hair out and wrap like it no already one, makes no sense. The no timeline is already fucked. And also no abductor is going to let her do that. No. You know what I mean? They would say the young they'd say to the younger one go get the shit she the left. Phone. What is exactly. she ripping her hair out? Right. And it's like <laughs> is that bitch ripping her hair out? Like because the way she's telling the story I don't have hair to spare. No. I would not be in a good place <laughs> if this happened. <laughs> way um <laughs> she the way she, the timeline now this is now the second version of the story she's telling yeah as she's telling it now what she would have to be doing is saying that car looks weird yeah i'm gonna go right up to it i'm probably gonna get abducted totally. let me yank some hair out 
and leave a clue uh-huh, for uh-huh. Keithy Keith. Yeah. Like that's because she walks up to the car and then suddenly she's in it. Totally. She walked across the street. Like it's not making sense, Sherry. The one thing I have to say that I don't think they give us a lot. Like the, the cops have definitely been tight lipped about this case. I don't think the cops ever, ever believed her story. No. I don't think even when they were looking for her, they necessarily believed that she'd been actually abducted. I think they're just letting her talk and talk and talk, yes. and talk herself into a corner. Because somebody says... Because this, this story, they should be stopping her in the middle of the story being 100%. like, wait, what? Then- because somebody says it's really important when somebody is telling you a lie to let them tell you the complete lie. Yeah, keep you know? talking. Yeah. The more you talk, the better it is for everybody yeah, else. Because within her lies, there is some truths that is going to help them prove that she's exactly. lying. And that's amazing. And also, it's like, you scream it's like 11 a.m i know so <laughs> why aren't you a cop like do you know what i mean jillian's law i'm not doing it also law and cops are two very different hero things. bell for jillian's law let's get that going on nbc no i want my talk show oh, instead right. my yes, late night yes. show with letters to cleo and fiona apple <laughs> right. and then they ask her this feels like a very leading question because and this is just when she sprinkles in her racism a little bit yeah because they ask her do you remember any music Yes, mariachi music. Mariachi music. Mariachi music. Oh my god! I like know. she's just remembering it for the uh-huh. first time. To me, that's like they knew, they were asking her to say another lie. It's they were also, baiting her. Like the casual racism is so wild. It's just such a wild, like, like really Sherry? detail to include. Well, we'll get to why this is just like so ingrained in her. Yes. So now she's talking about again, like. So remember how Liz, the detective who hates her, yes. is just like, she says a lot, but really nothing at all. Uh-huh. This is where she like starts talking about like the zip ties. Like she was tied with zip ties. Yeah. So she's talking about all the stuff she's learned watching true crime, like how to get out of zip ties. Like yep. that famous video where you just like go o- over your knee. Yep. I've seen that on TikTok. Okay, um, but she's like, see, this is where that scar is from. Yep. And then, and also like, and then she laughs about how unsuccessful she was. And she's like, so I had to chew them off. See, like here, here's where I chewed them yep. off. So she's just trying to show them. Like she's really bragging about. Yes. And she's de- very strange. She describes the house that she was taken to. She said it was, she was put in a room in a raised foundational house. She said she was put in a closet. She zip tied. There's there like, I, it didn't make sense to me until I saw it later. Like in the closet, there's a pole. A metal pole. That there's a, chain that she's kind of zip tied to the chain that's attached to the pole so she can't move, right. leave. There's but there's a- like room for the bucket where she was using for the bathroom. Yes. Exactly. And then she had, this is another thing where I'm like, oh you fucking Karen in a cul-de-sac. Because uh-huh. she's like, <laughs> there was a high pressured shower with like your standard cheapy shower head. Yes. Standard cheapy shower I head. I know. But anyway Sherry continues, she was kept in a single room with a window that was boarded over. Like all of this happened to Elizabeth Smart and exactly. Sherry just keeps screaming about how much she loved her book. She also she probably was, highlighted it. Exactly. Annotated. But like the bathroom, like the, the the bucket as a bathroom in a closet with the chain with the pole, that was Elizabeth. That, was Elizabeth that really happened. She also points out that in that high pressure shower, there was a tile with a crack in it. Put a pin in that. Lots of specifics. Yeah. And so, and and then Liz, the cop who hates Sherry, is also pointing out like I would describe her being annoyed at things. Very inconsistent with being an abducted person. Not talking about the urgency to escape or the fear of not being rescued. 
She's like annoyed with her like kidnapping accommodations. Right. Like she's chatty. She's really casual. Like there's no sense of urgency. And it's not like she's shut down and dealing with trauma. Uh-huh. It's not that. It's not like she's not saying enough. Right. She's like flirting and laughing and, and everything's very like low key. Again, like if that's how a real victim reacts, then fine. Then fine. But like in this case, we know she's fucking We know lying. she's full of yeah. shit. So, and also like she keeps trying to change the subject matter or say she can't remember. So if she feels stuck, she'll dodge the question. Like, so they try to ask her about her brand. Yes. And she changes the subject and now we're talking about her breast implants. Yes. And I think it's Abby, the podcaster, who says like, this is just sort of what she would do. She's surrounded by men. Yeah. And so like, we know that there are several men in her life who did like whatever she wanted. And yep. now instead of the brand, like, let's talk about her. Because she's saying that like, when she was leaning over, yep. she was it, like, it was her, her breast implants were hurting her because there was like pressure on them. Yep. And so like, now we're talking about her breasts and yep. not the brand. And then we also learned that like, Sherry is trying to say there's like, distinct personalities among the abductors. The older one was mean and would hit her. The younger one was nicer. And I think that she's planting seeds for, Mm -hmm. like, in case she gets caught, why she would be feeling loyal to the younger one who was nicer to her. Yeah. Because she then hears, she's like, it's been 22 days. Suddenly, she heard the gunshot. And after that point, she never heard from the older captor again. The younger one said, let's go. She was taken to a car driven for an unknown period of time. At some point, the car stops, the door opens, and she's told to to get out. It very quickly came to an end. And the younger one's like, get your shit, we're out of here. Yeah, let's go. Throws her in the car and then drops her off 150 miles away from home and then speeds off. Like, releases her. Right. And Sherry needs this narrative that the younger one took pity on her and basically saved her life. Yeah. We'll get to why later. Yes. So now back to Sherry reappearing. And this is also very Gone Girl, by the way. Like, that moment where she comes back. Is this before or after Gone Girl? I think this is after Gone Girl, but at least she wasn't trying to, like, get Keith on the hook for uh-huh. this. She just wanted the attention. There's another case, I mean, we might be covering it in the Datelines, where yeah. this really happened to somebody. Oh, my God. And and people didn't believe her because of Gone Girl. We did it already. We did it did last we? day. It was, like, the Gone Girl case. Yes. And I'm like, it's not really the Gone yes. Girl case because it actually happened to Denise them. Denise was, I think, was her name. Yeah. And no one believed her because it was so insane. But in this one, everyone's acting like they believe her. Right, right, right. So, now, back to her reappearing, and law enforcement is giving this press conference. Yeah. And this is the first time the public learns about a lot of the stuff that she told the cops, like how she was, you know, kidnapped by these women. Yes. And this is where we meet Alan Ernesto Phillips. Right. He's the co-founder of the Northern Hispanic Latino Coalition. And he's like, look... This area, this county, has historically speaking been inc- always been very racist. At the time of Ms. Papini's discovery, Shasta County was already lathered up to hate Latinos. Certainly with Mr. Trump going into office, it sort of exacerbated some bigotry and out-and-out racism. So everyone hold tight, because it's about to get real racist. Yeah. Pull over, everybody. This is wild. The fucking Nazis are here. Yeah. And Sherry <laughs> right. is one of them. So Alan Phillips tells us about Sherry's hate manifesto. Yeah. She wrote it when she was in high school. Published under her maiden name, Sherry Graff. Because she wasn't married yet. Uh-huh. And now she I found this... it online. I read the whole thing. You did? It's fucking insane. Tell me everything. It's like, what? it's Nazi shit. Totally, oh complete, full She on. talks about being like pure blood and being proud of her it's blood. It's super racist. Yeah. It's super scary. Like, she talks specifically about Latina and Latino people. And she talks in detail about getting into fights with them. Yeah. Her father's a Nazi. She's defending Nazis. She defends skinheads. Oh the, my it was God. 
originally published on skinheads.com <gasps> with a Z. Like, f- like full stop racial stuff. But here's what she she says that is very interesting here that they don't include in this. Yeah. Because I've read the thing and then needed six showers after. Oh, my God. She's talking about, like, defending her Nazi father and defending herself when people are calling her out for being a Nazi. Uh-huh. So she describes this story. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. But it's a violent story of her, like, defending her Nazism against this non-white person. She's saying, like, it was this violent thing. She was beating up this woman and it took three... Sherry was beating... Sherry was beating up a woman because she was called out for her Nazism. Oh, my God. So she's like, I was so furious and I was just, like, defending my pure blood or whatever the fuck and she says it took three full-sized men to pull me off her i broke her nose and split her eyebrow now you're telling me sherry papini that you couldn't defend yourself against the two women who kidnapped you exactly are you really you're telling me this you're a fucking nazi you hate people who are not white and you couldn't defend yourself but in this episode she says she didn't write this she says it's not her it's full stop her skinheads.com with a z like Wow. She fucking wrote this and she's disgusting. And then then I want to say to the husband, he's like, what what did you see in her again? Yeah, like, so wait, now what? maybe you're is... not so cute, you little geek squad. And maybe Sherry didn't tell him. I don't know yeah. when they met. Like, I don't I don't know what the fuck, but she is like a full-blown racist. And don't tell me that that stopped. Like she came from a family of racists. She was yeah. defending her father. Yeah. Like she did this to jump on the racist bandwagon right. that Alan Phillips was just telling us about. Exactly. She did this on purpose. She picked that race for a reason. And Abby the podcaster says when she accused two Hispanic women of kidnapping her, she was tapping into this age-old narrative that we have in this country that white women need to be protected from non-white people. And she's using the missing white woman syndrome as like, well, they're definitely going to believe me. And now like she can cause all of this like turmoil in her community. Yes. Like not only does she want the attention, but she also wants like more hate in because, her community. What the fuck? So we go back to her like first interview. This is where we learn more about like she read the Elizabeth Smart book. She's being deceptive by wanting to close her eyes. They're also saying her body language was really showing deceptive behavior. The way she's grooming her hair. Right. She's scratching a lot, covering her face, putting her like her head down in her knees. And now like Sherry came home home Thanksgiving 2016. Yeah. She keeps talking to the cops well into 2017. This and I'm takes just like, four years to unravel. But like, shut up, Sherry. I, I like, know. she's only talking to the yeah. cops for the attention. Like, she didn't have to keep talking to them. Yeah. And I'm like, if you just want attention and manipulation, you could have manipulated and guilted your husband and family for the rest of your life. Totally. Like, do the dishes. Excuse me. Uh-huh. I was abducted. <laughs> right. But she wants it to be bigger. And then adding insult to injury, we learned that within a few months of her being home, she's entered into therapy to deal with like what happened to her but as a victim in California she's eligible for the victim's compensation fund she gets public funds to undergo therapy they say that she spends over $30,000 yep. allocated for people who have actually suffered yes. yeah $30,000 in therapy like how much does your fucking therapy cost Sherry God Girl, Wild Grain is a sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item, you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. That's me. When we 
got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm-hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I, we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for weeks. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh-huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO or you can use promo code TCO at checkout. Sherry just keeps talking and she's just like giving them more teeny tiny details. And I feel like she thinks like she has to. So she, she's talking about the table that she was laid on. She's when not she was, very smart. I'll no, say it again. No, she's not. Shut up. She's talking about the table that she was laid on when she was branded and she she goes like online like PotteryBarn.com or whatever. Right. She's like, it kind of looks like this table. Now Keith from the Geek Squad is like Googling stuff and yeah. trying to get visuals based on what Sherry is explaining to show the cops and help the case. Because he, he's actually trying to solve it. Right, because he is by her side 100%. He's super loyal. He's not leaving her side yes. and why would he? Yes. She's been traumatized. And like, it sounds like a small detail, but hang on to the picture of the table. We'll come back to it. Yeah. But now almost a year into the investigation, the cops released the sketches of the two quote abductors. Right. Now it, they're like sketches. And in the sketches, the women both have like masks over they're their faces. They're wearing bandanas in the sketches. So, you can, so what that does is it makes them look like every Latina woman yes. of a certain fucking age. Right. And now Alan, our activist is telling yeah. us that like as soon as these sketches come out, the entire Latin community goes underground. And it's like ostracized. Exactly. Already, because Trump was doing his thing. They're so. scared. They're scared of, like, being attacked on the street. Like, of yeah. course they are. That was fucking happening. Yeah, wrongfully arrested, wrongfully convicted. Because it's gonna, it's happened before. It's absolutely going to happen I again. I remember when it was, like, rampant with the Asian community oh everywhere. But especially here in New York City. Yes. A lady got almost beaten to death in front of my building. In front of your building. building. That was, like, a fa- I was like, that's Patrick's building. My doormen all got fired because they didn't help her. This Those is my old building. Sucked. They sucked. They, they were assholes. They, they were really. They closed the door on that woman. Pieces of shit. I know. We, we moved out of that building right after that happened, they but it was assholes. awful. But then, here's the big bombshell. Yeah. Although Sherry claims she was abducted by two Hispanic women this morning, investigators revealing she had male DNA on her clothing when she was found. It was not Keith's DNA. It was an unknown male. That seems to be at odds with Sherry's version of events that she had been kidnapped by two women. She had not told a story about a man involved in her kidnapping, yet there was male DNA on her underwear. What sense does that make? There's no other DNA. Yeah. Like, remember, she was with those two women? And there's no men in Sherry's story. She was gone for 22 days. The only people in her story are the mystery cop that mm-hmm. was going to buy her that never showed but up. But he was never physically there. He was there. never there. Yeah. The only people she saw in 22 days were those two women. Right. So why is there male DNA? And the underwear? male DNA does not belong to Keith. Right. And, like, two like years are going by. This is two years later. Yeah. So they just say, <laughs> Peacock is like, we don't have time for this. They say, ah. finally, quote, through family connections, 
we meet James Reyes. And I'm so, like, how? It must have been genetic genealogy or something. I don't know. Well, he's an ex-boyfriend. Right. So I guess they just meant like, yeah. they just, tra- yeah, whatever. They find this James Reyes guy. It's his DNA. He's an ex-boyfriend of Sherry's from years ago. They lived together in Southern California. Like 10 years before the abduction. Yeah. So they finally sit down with him in August of 2020 and it goes from zero to bananas real it's quick. Wa- because we don't see it, but we hear it. And James Reyes is like, they ask him like, when was the last time you saw Sherry? He's like, oh, oh years. Like year, years ago. And the Oof. cops are like, I'm going to stop you right here. Right. Lying to me is a crime. And he's like, oh, uh, like two days ago. Right. Because <laughs> he continues to lie. And the cop is like, I'm going to say this one last time. Because yeah. we're wandering down a bad road. We know the answers to these questions. Right. So just tell us the truth. And like, he's a, a laid back dude. Very like yep. Southern California vibes. He loves playing hockey. He works at a hockey <laughs> shop. Hold on to that. I know. And he's like, yeah, no, I read about her case in the paper. Like, I tried to look it up. And the cops are like, James, we're going to say this one more time. So he cracks. And he starts yeah. telling the the cops the truth because they're like we have your dna brah so exactly like deal with it yeah so he's like okay i didn't kidnap her she actually wasn't abducted at all yeah she uh called me asking for help she was running away from her abusive husband and two innocent kids by the way yes and james didn't ask too many questions about that because and he- i quote you know there are two sides to every story <laughs> I mean, James, like, what on earth? Yeah. He drives... What, how many sides were in the story of the manifesto, James? Did <laughs> oh you read that God, one? Oh, my God, I know. So he drives the, like, 11 hours up to where she lives to pick her up. That It is a black SUV. Mm-hmm. I guess he watched her rip the hair out of her head, wrap yeah. it around the She's cell like, phone. like, James, watch this. I, I learned this from oxygen. <laughs> but then he she gets in the car. He turns around and drives her right back. I get the sense that there wasn't a whole lot of conversation in the car on the way back down. But, like, this is what she does. She uses men. Manipulates yeah. men. Maybe he's one of the many men she was sexting with. I don't uh-huh. know. But like, she calls him and is like, "Oh my god, I need help! I need yeah. help! Like, come rescue me!" And he's like, "I will happily drive the eleven hours to come rescue Both you." Both ways. And then when we learn about their like cohabitation, she kicks him out of his own bedroom. Yeah, he sleeps on the couch. The cops are like, they weren't even doing it. Like, like there was DNA, but it wasn't from sex sexing. At one point, Abby, the podcaster, is like, "I don't mean to be rude, <laughs> but like, to what end are you doing this, James? I know. Like, like why? what are you getting out yeah. of this? Because you're not." sleeping with her. You're doing a lot for her. And we'll get into that right now. Yeah. Because James explains everything and debunks everything she said. Yeah. She barely ate. She starved herself to lose weight. Yeah. She gave herself a rash. Uh, From like cleaning the house or whatever. She like put bleach on it. Like, like, you know, cleaning products that you shouldn't be touching, I guess. Yeah. The table she described. Remember that table? Yep. In the audio of their discussion with James, you can hear them going around the apartment and recognizing the similarities with the place that Sherry has described. Here's the crazy thing, James. This is the table Sherry says she was on when she was abducted. Yeah. Yeah. The cops are like, you can hear on the audio of this interview, they're walking around being like, oh, that's the table. Right. Oh, that's the crack in the shower so tile. always a kernel of truth. Yep. The closet with the pole that actually exists in right. James' house. And at one point, the cops were like, technically, he was involved, yeah. but uh, right. he was really just a patsy. And I'm like, well, oh, I haven't heard the term patsy, patsy in a few, yeah. a few docs. Because he he's explaining that, like, she's just beating the shit out of herself. She's punching herself. Yep. Then he does admit to, like, she said, please, could you, like, bang a pocky, a hot puck against my leg like and he does for it. fun uh-huh. and he's like sure. that'll be fun Sounds you're cute great. I guess and like he does it yeah and then they're like all right what about the branding yeah. like how did that happen so she convinced this guy to go to where fucking Hobby Lobby oh my god of course of it's course. Hobby Lobby of because course. they hate gays and women yeah. and everyone 
the LGBTQ community, of course. But she convinces him to go to Hobby Lobby. She can't go because no. people are probably Would looking see for her. her. Yeah. So that like she, he's just like her errand boy, and he just yes. fucking does it. And yes. it's like I thought you were escaping. Don't you want to see your kids? I thought you were escaping this horrible situation. All I can think about is Daisy. I'm like I could not. I, there's no way I could be away from her for that. But long. she knew she was gonna come home soon. Totally. Like she knew it wasn't forever. So he buys a quote wood burning oh tool. Oh my god. And he like buys this thing at her urging and then fucking brands her because she said she asks him to. Why is he asking no questions? I don't know. Why is he like, why are you beating the living shit out of yourself? Also, by the way, there's no way James didn't know that she was technically missing. Right. And how no does way. this how does this prove that Keith didn't hurt her if she's hurting herself? Uh-huh. Right? Like, like if I were if someone called me and said, I need help, like my husband is abusive, my person is abusive, I'm I'm scared for my life, I'd say, come over, and then yeah. I'd be like, What's our plan? How are we gonna do this? Yes. How are we gonna get Daisy? Like, what are we gonna do? And <laughs> Of, like Steve is beating me. Instead of throwing a hockey puck at you a few times and branding you. What if I like, came over and I was like, can I live in your house where I'm not going to eat and I need you to throw hockey pucks at me and also I need you to go to Hobby Lobby and get a branding thing so you can brand my back. I'd be like, Hobby Lobby? Absolutely not. No, I'd be like, Steve? I know. He went off the deep end. It finally happened. She's gone. We but lost she, her. We lost we her. We lost her. Um, but like, just to be like, sure, I'll. it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. And James like a perfect mark. He's a fucking heel. Yeah. Like this, yeah, I will drive 10 hours there and back. No question. Uh-huh. And then no questions about the brand. No questions about anything. Like, James, you idiot. You're an idiot. It's, it, and the, But also, how are you not complicit? Like, there's no way you weren't Googling like Sherry Papini right. and finding out that she's fucking missing. Right. She, Everyone's looking for, the FBI's looking for her. Right. And like, God, she knew how to manipulate the shit out of men. I'm like, we learned that there was no sexy time happening. She kicked him out of his own room. And that's, that is, when, that's when Abby the podcaster is like, James, what, what was in this for you. What like, was she for was you, like, girl? not to be crass or anything, but like, <laughs> why exactly were you doing this? Like, you can't sleep in your own bed. And then just to be like an extra dick about it all. One day she says, I want to go see my kids. I want to go home. Take me back. And so she's just like, I'm ready to go. And it's like, Thanksgiving Day, I'm just like, like, are you seriously? James is like, bitch, are you kidding me? She's like, James, I've decided that you're going to drive 20 hours round trip today, okay? And he's like, oh, I thought you'd never ask. I oh, know. my God. Is there anything else I can do for you? Big Boston market plans. Like, but, like, uh, you know what I, I totally. love Boston market. We did that one year for Thanksgiving. Did you? Oh, my God. It was a dream. You must have had to order in advance, right? They no, must be, like, no, inundated. We walked in. No? It was a little sad when we walked in and there was no one there but us. Aww. But it was, then we had the mashed potatoes and everything was fine. Everything was, it was perfectly fine. fine. Do you know you can make, like, really fancy reservations at White Castle for Valentine's Day? Stop They've it. Been doing it for years. No way. Yeah. You and I should do that for each other. I would fucking love that. But this is what makes no sense to me. As she's like, pull over here and he's like, pulling over, she's wrapping a chain around her body, zip tying herself they to it. They stop to buy the chains and the zip ties. He does it for her. And I'm thinking, James, if nothing else, how are you not thinking that you're going to get in trouble? For, they're uh-huh. going to think you did this. James is an idiot. You know what James I mean? James is the perfect guy to I know. do this with. <laughs> I know. James. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. He's wait- Right now, James is logged into her podcast account and is hearing (laughs) us through her favorite podcast. James, like, get your act together, girl. If you're listening, I hope you're still playing hockey every week with your bros, but girl. Yeah, like, get it together. Yeah. 
Please, for the love of God. And just while we're here, fam, if somebody that you know <laughs> asks you to drive them 21 hours and is zip tying themselves to shit on the way. And is branding, like, please. Just ask, don't do it. Don't ask, do it. Don't just don't yeah, don't, do it. Yeah, let's start there. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, but this is also like, of course, when you get that phone call of like, I'm in trouble, I'm in danger, yeah. help me. Everyone should drop everything and help. But then you got to ask a question But or it's two. just so wild because she, he knows she's beaten within an inch of her life. Zip tied <laughs> to these by herself. He drops her off and then just drives off. Like I drives wonder, off. I wonder because if he's playing hockey, he might be kind of a, like a strong dude, sure. right? Like hockey players are like big strong. We dudes. see a picture of him; he looks strongish, right? I wonder if she didn't know where this was going at first. Uh huh. And I wonder if like James, this could have been you. Uh-huh. Like I wonder if James could have been accused of this, and then of course like right been cleared maybe oh my but like God. i just wonder because it doesn't seem like she has a fucking plan here right like she always planned to come home and get attention and like ruin well, brown people's lives but i don't know what the specifics were. i have more to say on the james thing at the end okay great. remind me because when it comes out that he was the one that she was with she never says he didn't do this right so that's very true so now we know the truth right yeah. it's on the record she lied and lied and lied for fucking years yeah so the cops are now going to confront sherry it's august 13th 2020 this is what because she has no idea they call her and keith into the station thank the lord we have the video of this yeah so they remind her of i just two have things. oh shit oh shit they tell her two things one she can leave at any time yes two it's a federal offense to lie to the fbi which i i feel like they haven't begun every interview with that line of no stating but like, things she never got a lawyer yep. she never did anything right yep. she was voluntarily speaking to them time and time and For time years. again so they show sherry a photo of that table like yeah. the real table from james's house the table that she described yes because they know that she was there at james reyes's house they're gonna trap her now exactly now keith the husband is on his feet he thinks this is great news. he knows nothing he thinks the cops have solved it and they're gonna get the bad guys he's standing he's like holy shit like yeah. where is this from like this is what she described we got them yes. like oh my god this is amazing now sherry she's downplaying everything sherry has to navigate this in real time uh-huh. because she has to lie and manipulate her husband yep. And the situation while not lying, lying to, to the, the FBI. Yep. So she, you could see the wheels turning of like, how do I, because Keith, the husband's excited. Yeah. How do I downplay all of this while not lying? Because if the cops say, is that the table that you were branded on? She can't say no because that's a federal crime. So now, so she starts by being like. And we've been talking about that a lot because so many memories are so faded now. It's been a really long time. So details and things like that. We did the best that we could to take notes on it. Oh my God. My memories, they're just (laughs) so faded. Like, I don't know. And so... Then she, like, she's leaning into the fact, then she kind of changes course. Yeah. Like, her memories are super faded. She can't remember anything. Then she leans into the fact that the FBI's like, we know a bunch of shit. She's like, oh my God, tell me more. Tell me yeah. more. Yeah. She's like clapping her hands. She's literally on the edge of her seat because, like, first and of all, I'm like watching her because now I've seen it eight times. I'm like, what is going I'm trying to look at her face to think, like, what? She knows the jig is fucking up. The level of yeah. unhingery. Yes. I've, yes. I've, all, I, I've never seen anything like it in yes. my life. The level of unhingery is unprecedented. The level of unhingery, I love it. I just, because she's so unhinged because yeah. you see her, 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 
Her tactic is changing by the second. Yeah. And yes, so now she's yes. like, I need to know what they know. So she's on the edge of her seat, almost clapping. Yep. Tell me more. Tell me more. She's excited by this. She should be terrified yep. to, at the thought of going back to that place where all that trauma she endured for 22 days. Exactly. She's happy. Yeah. And also the fucking white privilege of, of it all. So they keep showing her photos of James's house, which she has described because there are kernels of truth to her story. 100%. So the descriptions are true. The abuse wasn't. Just right. to make that clear. Yes. So they're showing... Sherry and Keith, the photos. Uh huh. Keith is like, holy shit, that's it. Yeah. And Sherry keeps finding issues or problems. Because they show her a picture of the closet with the metal pole. It's exactly what she described. She's like, I don't know, uh, maybe. The top part looks like the right, but the bottom part definitely looks different. Like, she doesn't want it to be the place, right. obviously. Of course. But she's also like, it's so interesting, Sherry. Like, for someone who can't remember anything, she knows for sure it's definitely not that. Uh huh. Then they show the crack in the tile in the shower. Yeah. yeah like, she seems to remember a lot of little details for someone who's spent the last 10 minutes telling the FBI how her memory has faded. Exactly. That's just interesting well, to me. And then the FBI drops the bomb. They're like, Sherry, it doesn't matter if you think this is the house or not because this is the house. It's the house. We know it's the house. Keith cannot contain himself. I know. He's jumping up and down. Yeah. He can't believe, oh my God, it's almost over. Oh yep. my God, we got them. Now, Sherry actually puts her hand on his leg to calm him down. Honey, uh-huh. <laughs> please. Uh-huh. And he apologizes to her. Yep. And I'm like, ooh, now I see a lot of relationship dynamics Totally. Here. Like, she's in charge. Yep. And then also, they the cops say, we talked to the person who lives at this house, and we talked to somebody who saw you there during the time that you were gone. And now it feels like the FBI and Sherry are having one conversation, yep. And, yep. Sh- and FBI and Keith, the husband, are having a different conversation. Because Sherry knows she's caught. Yep. She knows what they know that they know that, we, yep. that she knows. Yep. Keith doesn't know. So the FBI's like... Oh my God, this is wild. We'd like to talk to you more about those things that we can do with Keith here. We're going to ask Keith to leave. So if we can talk with Keith or without Keith here, what would you like? Do you two want to talk alone Uh by any chance? Because they know what's coming. Right. Like, she's caught now. And sh- they're giving her an out. They're like, Sherry, we can keep doing this in front of Keith, or we can kindly ask Keith to leave, and we can talk just to you. And you're right. She is calculating. She Her story is changing in her own head in real time. Right. Keith is like, um, I'd like to stay if, if it's up to me at all. So now Sherry, so the FBI is like, okay, they leave Sherry and Keith alone. Yeah. Now, Keith is, but Keith is also trying to kind of seeing like what's something's up here what's yes. going on so yes. he's like Sherry just tell me because why doesn't she want anything to be right yep. like they're almost fighting where and he's happy and she's not she comes up with like in her own mind I'm sure this is a brilliant get out of jail free card which you think you said earlier she's been sort of planting yes. seeds for this option 100% because remember she liked the young one the young one's quote saved her the young life one let her go. she's the reason that, let her go is the reason she gets to see her kids she says to Keith I don't want to help them I don't want them to find her I don't want her arrested I owe her my life I owe her everything She's the reason I get to hold my kids at night. Like, I don't want to rat her out. Now, Keith is like, bullshit. But when she says this, Keith is realizing that everything is falling apart. Nothing is real. This is out of control. She is out of control. Nothing's making any sense. Like, why would, like, what? Yes. So now the FBI comes in. Oh, my God. And she does the same song and dance to the FBI. Yep. I don't want you to find her. We're not going to find her. She's the reason why I get to see my children every day. Again... This is the last time if you want to do this alone or with Keith. Oh, Sherry, look at me. What do you want? I don't want her to get in trouble. She's not going to get in trouble. She goes, I don't want her to get in trouble. And they go, she's, she's not. not gonna, yeah. And I 
thought that was so funny to me because she doesn't exist. Right, right. So for them, and I feel like that's such a mind fuck for Sherry, for them to be like, no, 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 she's not going to be in trouble. Still, I she think, can't be in trouble, Sherry. No. She doesn't exist. You are in trouble. I think they think that we need to get Keith out of this room and then she'll be honest with us. I think right. they're thinking she's not going to tell us the truth until we get him out of here. So they're a little bit playing her game for a second in front of Keith to not out her to her husband just yet. But at the same time, they're yep. pulling out all the stops because yep. Keith is here to stay. Because yes. now he's like, I'm not leaving. Something is fishy here. It's yep. shady. I'm definitely not leaving now. And so one more time, they're like, this, Sherry, this is it. This is the point of no return. Yeah. We are going to have a real conversation with you and he can stay or not. But here we go. Because we have more things to tell you. Yes. So they tell her that the DNA on the underwear belongs yep. to her ex-boyfriend, James Reyes. Yep. And oh my God, she cannot believe it. <gasps> How so, can that be? This is what I'm saying. I think that the, her backup plan all along if they found out that James was involved was to say he did this he to did me. He did it. Because she ne- she's like, I can't believe it would be him. I can't. But she never says it wasn't him. Right. She's kind of like in that, she's trying to pretend that she can't believe he would have done he this would, to her. Right. How, how can he be involved? I yep. haven't spoken to him in so long. Yep. This is so crazy. How does he know? Oh my God. Yep. That's her whole thing. Well, I'm like, James, when you saw that, did your blood run cold? Of course. You know what I mean? Like if they believed her, you'd be in jail for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. And like, how were you not considering that for the 22 days she was beating the Especially, shit out of herself and you were buying the chains and zip ties for her and branding her. And we know James, we've heard all of her friends saying how crazy she is. She's diabolical. She'll do anything to anybody. Right. Like, James, you, you should have known better, he my friend. He was friends. a perfect mark. Yeah. James, you're a heel. So, <laughs> you're a heel. Being a heel almost got you put away for the rest of your fucking life. Right. So the investigators are like, Sherry, shut up. Like, they've had enough. Yep. They start debunking everything like that they learned from James. The reason why you lost so much weight is because you stopped eating. The reason why you got a rash on your arm is because you cleaned his house. The reason why the brand is because he went to the store and bought the brand new tools and branded you. The reason why your nose was broke is because of the highest. It's not an abduction. You gave yourself these rashes. You gave yourself the injuries. You lost, your, you lost the weight on purpose. Right. And she's it, but she's in it now. <laughs> she is too far gone. That train has left the station yep. long ago. She's fucking here. So now. She's in it now. She's in it. <laughs> and she just doubles down on James being the abductor. Yeah. Like, I, there's no way it's him. Like, she's leaning into the shot. And the more they tell her, like, all their responses are like, you're lying. Yeah. And here's why you're lying. And she just doubles down on like, but James, like. But- she can't believe it. Then it takes her way too long to say, I'm not talking anymore. I want my lawyer. Because they remind her. She's sobbing. I haven't spoken to him in so long. They say, once again, Sherry, we're here to remind you, lying to the feds is a crime. And then yep. every the waterworks stop. And she's like, I think I need a lawyer. Yep. Now, this is when Keith steps out of the room and the feds keep talking to her. Yes. I want to say something. She is a Nazi. She is garbage through and through. But she said she wanted to speak to a lawyer. Yeah. And they should have ended the conversation right there. Yes. I don't know if she agreed to speak to them in the meantime. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's not shown. But I don't like how it looks like she asked for a lawyer and they just kept talking to her because I think it's irresponsible of the documentary for people to think that that's how it works. Well, and also because if that is what happened, what she says going forward cannot be used against her. Right. You know? Right. But, like, they should have left the room. She's a Nazi. I hate her. Yeah. But, like, I don't want people sitting at home watching this. Like, what if it's your first true crime documentary? Totally. And you don't, like, that should be clearer. I agree 100%. I I was wondering, I wondered about that, too. Yeah, like, because we don't say, like, they don't show us if she's like, but I'll keep talking. Yeah. That's not clear. No. So the conversation that happens after she asks for a lawyer is she's just like, the waterworks are back on. She's crying. I I don't want to leave my husband. I don't want to leave my kids. And they're like, but you did. Right. But you did. But you did. But you did. So 
they start asking her yes or no questions and she's not answering them because she knows she can't lie. Yeah, that's right. So even though she has been lying for years, so she's just <laughs> right. saying like, I'm not saying it. I don't want to get them in trouble. But she's yeah. basically like pleading the fifth. Like she's just she's spiraling but it's wild to watch her change gears so many times i mean isn't it amazing to have access to that to like see that in real time and now she's like screaming to the cops like now james is off the table james doesn't exist anymore because now she's like i will not have her arrested Uh, her meaning the nice one and i'm like she just keeps repeating it and i'm like girl do you think if you say it enough times it'll become true yeah like it's not gonna i don't care if you believe your bullshit if it's not true it's It's not not true. true so like she doesn't exist right stop it so they do eventually get keith back into the room and he's like, I mean, from my side, I feel like you know, my whole world's gonna flip upside down again. Why you're telling me, okay, you guys can go home now? Well, you don't think I want her anywhere around my kids or around me at all at this point? I don't necessarily want her like around my kids. I don't know what to do now. She was probably like a really mean wife and mother. Uh-huh. I can't. I mean, the way she's just like, honey, please. Like she right. puts her hand on his leg to calm Very him down. Kate from John and Kate plus eight energy from this one. She's the one with the hair. Yeah. Right? She had that hairdo. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but I don't think she was very nice. And I think Keith was kind of browbeaten in that relationship. No. And so. But they go home and like nothing happens until early 2022. There's like bombshell news. Sherry Papini is arrested. Because the FBI, all that time, the FBI was working with the prosecutor to get a case against her. Yeah. So it's March 3rd, 2022, like five, six years later. She's arrested for lying to federal agents and mail fraud. Thank you, Wikipedia. The mail fraud is for accepting the $30,000 from the compensation fund. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Oh my God. They'll always get you on mail fraud. Mail fraud will fuck you. But, you know, Sherry pleads guilty. She admits to making the whole thing up. Yeah. They say there was, like, undiagnosed mental health issues. Sure. But the community was devastated. Like, she lied. She was a con artist. Yeah. Everyone believed her. Yeah. And, like, the truth came out. The yeah. truth will always come out. I don't care if it's 100 years from now. She also only gets 18 months in federal custody. She gets 300000 in restitution she has to pay. Yeah. Yeah. And Keith files for divorce. Yeah. And I'm just like, those fucking poor kids. Those poor kids. How old will those kids be now? Know. Like, oh, yeah. my God. So, there's a sentencing hearing on September 19th, 2022, she gets 18 months in federal custody and 300, she has to pay $300,000 in restitution. And she has to like pay back the money from the victim's compensation yeah. fund and like all the wasted time and resources and like maybe apologizing to the Latin community as yeah. well, maybe. Um, like she's a Nazi. Can we, like, let's not forget that she's a Nazi. At the end of the day, she's a Nazi. You know, I think this is how we can end the episode. She's back. She's back. Oh, girl, we did. Oh, Sherry Papini lies, lies, lies and, and more lies. lies. Oh, she, my God. I'm she's obsessed. due to be released February of 2024. So watch out, everybody. This James? Is, I know. James, I hope you have your act together by then because she's coming for you. This is my favorite title of all time. It's a pretty great title. Fam, quick reminder, I'm going to be in St. Paul doing my book party show on September 15th. Please come and see me. We, we've sold like over 200 tickets to this show. Amazing. So tickets are going fast. Fun. Come out and see me. Come to Obsessed Fest October 20th to the 22nd in Dallas. All your favorite podcasters. It is such a fun weekend. And it's, I, like, so fun. it's getting closer and closer. I cannot believe it. My uh, sing-along playlist is made. Oh my God. It's, it's going to be so fun. It's be so good. Also, join us on the Patreon over oh, nearly 400 full ad-free bonus episodes. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like we we don't talk about the Patreon all the time anymore. You can now get Patreon on Spotify. Oh, that's right. If you've been waiting, all you have to do is search TCO Patreon feed on Spotify. It'll come right up. Um, it'll walk you through what you need to do to sign up. Yeah, you still have to use your RSS feed. Yes. You know, that Patreon sends you. But yeah. And you get a, a new bonus episode every single single week. We yeah. make four a month. Show me another podcast that does that. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't want to know. I don't want to know either. <laughs> what are we doing next, girl? We are doing, okay, Lies is back. It's, oh. it's Truth and Lies, Waco. Oh, shit. So this is not the like six or seven part one. No, we 
don't have time for that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've like we've talked about Waco a little bit, but this is like the actual full story of yes. Waco. Yes. All right. All right. Well, stay All tuned right. for the trailer for that and our funny and hilarious outtakes. Okay. This and is we a love wild you. Wild ride. Wild ride. Lies, <laughs> lies, and more lies. Oh my god, she's a Nazi. Oh my god. All right. Bye. Bye. Dozens of federal agents are surrounding the headquarters of a religious it was cult. The worst blow the ATF has ever suffered. At. at least four federal agents and a member of a cult group are dead. The man, of course, is David Koresh. You will overcome through my power. You are mine. You're raised with just fear. <laughs> Everywhere is fear. What he taught was is that he was God's prophet. God's mouthpiece. These people, these branch Davidians, they were willing to follow him, follow him to the point of death. It's war! Well, he'd been saying for such a long time that they were going to come for us. And then they did. You just see all these black dots coming at you. Tell them there are children and women in here and to call it off. This is going to be a bloodbath. You come point guns in the integration of my wives and my kids, damn it, I'll meet you at the door any time. You want us to come out, but now you're bringing in military tanks? This is going to be a war. She's probably, like, has listened to this podcast. Fuck you, Sherry! <laughs> Turn it off right now. <laughs> like a light switch. <laughs> Boop, turn it off. I wonder if she's like, oh my God, the garbage bell turned on me. Like, we bring it back for her, and then we ding her. What if when she was, like, doing all her bullshit, she was like, do you think they'll come on my case? <laughs> do you think the people out there have that concern? Do you know who is the the most egregious at this? Neil Patrick Harris. If you look at his Instagram, it is insufferable. Really? Every picture is him and his stupid, gorgeous husband and their stupid, gorgeous kids wearing <laughs> the world's most perfect Halloween costumes. Yeah, no, there's their so much. They're, they're and their quaffs, beautiful house. You know. And they all look like a million dollars, and they're right. all sun-kissed. It's like, it's as though the Patrick Harris family has a photographer on retainer. They do. You know what I mean? That was a total improvisation when we did it the first time. I just sang your name at you because I was so happy to I see you. And you sang it right, it right back. back and we went, yeah. and it was the and weirdest thing. Really, we were like, I think you could hear it. You could hear our faces <laughs> in the audio. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> How did we do that? You could hear our faces. I think so. Anyway. anyway. Girl, Wild Grain is a sponsor this week. I know you are very excited to talk about it. I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the hell up. I've been dying to talk about this. So Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Let me tell you, we had the croissant, we had the sourdough baguette, we had the sourdough loaf. Each item, you bake it right from frozen in 25 minutes or less. There's no thawing required. What is like the word for foodie for people who just like bread? Because that is Steve. Steve is a bready. When we got our wild grain box, Steve tore, actually Golden tore it open. He was like, Golden smelled the bread, tore the mm -hmm. thing open. We popped the baguette right in. The, I'm a baguette and yeah. I we devoured that baguette in 30 seconds. And you've been dying to talk about this for a week. Like, you, this is the real deal, fam. Jillian's like, signed up for this for life. Yeah, Mike may, I'm not kidding, my hand, to, I swear. Yesterday, <laughs> Mike was just like, I'm a little hungry. Like, a snack he wanted was the yeah. last sourdough baguette we had. And I'm like, we have to order more because uh -huh. I don't know how we're going to survive without it. So fam, you can fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box full of bread, all pasta, all pastries, you can have it. That's right. And plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO to start your subscription. You heard her. Free croissants. 
yeah. in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCO. That's wildgrain.com slash TCO. Or you can use promo code TCO at checkout.